Welcome to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I'm your host, Bill Cates, creator of the Cates Academy for Relationship Marketing. In each episode, I interview one of our industry's top performers, getting them to pass on their secrets to success to you, so that you can impact more lives and generate more income. Now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome. Before we get going, I want to let you know about some free resources that I invite you to retrieve after you've listened to today's interview. You'll find checklists, guides, videos, and other tools. Simply go to referralcoach.com forward slash resources. Now write this down, unless you're driving, of course, and that's referralcoach.com forward slash resources. It's also in the show notes. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for our weekly tips, where we're always sharing best practices and You'll, we'll notify you of our newest podcast when it goes live and all kinds of things like that. So it's free to you, but still valuable. Now on with today's show. Before I got into the important and rewarding business of financial services, I was a book publisher. I owned two book publishing companies. I sold one for a very nice profit, and I sold the other one to get out of the debt that I had incurred and let my partner take that on. But those are semi-interesting stories for another time. After the sale of these businesses, I did self-publish my first book, Unlimited Referrals, in 1996. Back then, self-publishing was was still around. It just wasn't nearly as big and sophisticated as it is today. So have you ever thought about having a book that you might use to boost your credibility, demonstrate your expertise, and that your clients and centers of influence would use as a way to introduce you. Heck, maybe you already have a book and maybe just maybe you're not leveraging this tool to its fullest extent. You already know that more and more financial professionals are writing and publishing books for the reasons I've just stated. Well, I'm here to tell you that having your own book used as a business building tool has never been easier. Today's show will be devoted to a discussion of the whys, the what's, and the hows of you having your own book. Today's featured guest is Paul G. McManus. He's the founder of More Clients, More Fun, MCMF Publishing, creator of the Million Dollar Producer LinkedIn program, and the host of the Million Dollar Producer Show podcast, for which I was a recent guest. Paul is the author of two books, Million Dollar Producer, The Secret Playbook for Financial Professionals to Land High-Value Clients Using LinkedIn, and The Short Book Formula, which I'm holding up to the video screen right now, if you're on video. Paul resides in San Diego, California, with his wife, Atsuko, and his two Boston Terriers, Moo and Potato Chips. Those are two different kinds of names. Paul McManus, welcome to Top Advisor Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am, as you mentioned, you were on my podcast recently. We had a fantastic discussion, and I'm really looking forward to the to, to today's conversation. Great, thank you. So, Paul, I know that for the past eight years or so, you've worked closely with over, I think you've estimated about 500 financial advisors, mm-hmm. CPAs, life insurance producers, and business advisors. Tell us a little bit about that work. What sort of things have you helped these varied uh, mm-hmm. financial professionals do? Great question. So back in 2015, I decided to reinvent myself. Prior to that, I was running a three-generation family office products business. And as you might imagine, that was a very much dying industry. 
And so I got inspired at the time by online marketing. I took a course with a gentleman named Michael Port, who's the author of a book, a New York Times bestselling book called Book Yourself Solid, got certified in that as a coach and a trainer. And then I put up my shingle in the online world. One of the first lessons that Michael Port taught me, which I really took to heart, was the ideal, the idea of having a target market. So in other words, I don't want to be, you know, try to go after everybody because then I'll likely appeal to nobody. And initially, what I thought my target market was would be coaches. I was surrounded by coaches. I was inspired by coaches. I wanted to be a coach, which I was becoming. Fast forward to 2016, and I got a, a message from a gentleman. His name is Shane Walls, and he was a financial advisor. And at that time, I, I knew nothing about financial advisors. I didn't have a financial advisor, didn't really understand what they did. But he reached out and he told me he was part of my program at the time and that he was interested in working with me more closely. And I initially wasn't interested. I was happy with what I was doing, but I decided to take the call. And that relationship completely transformed my business going forward um, from that day forward. And so I like to say that my target audience, my target market found me. And since then, I've been working exclusively with what I call financial professionals. And I say financial professionals deliberately because inside of that category, and I think you mentioned this, I have financial advisors, wealth managers, um, life insurance producers, CPAs typically that do more proactive tax planning, um, others that do business advisory service, such as business valuations and exits, um, tax attorneys. And so, um, you know, to me, to me, I'm fascinated by this because, again, I went from clueless to this world to now really at the center of this and just working with an incredible, incredible group of people. One of our um, common clients and friends is John Cutton. So John Cutton, you know, he does $8 billion of AUM. And, you know, he's a new client and business partner of mine. And so it's just fascinating to be part of this world. Yeah, John is, I know, in the uh, <clears throat> one of the Barron's top 100 lists, if not multiple. And and what, what have you been helping them with mostly? What is the nature of the work for the most part? Is it the LinkedIn because that was the book or is it other things? And helping them publish a book or are there other things that you do as well? Yeah, great question. So <clears throat> originally, in, back in 2015, this was before I got into the publishing world, um, I decided not only to have a target market, but I decided to have a core service. And so I decided to make LinkedIn the, my, my playground, and I wanted to figure out how to know everything about LinkedIn and essentially help my clients use it successfully as a business development tool. And so I've been doing that ever since. Some of the challenge is that I've experienced, and so you know, by by nature, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an innovator. I, I like to I like to in many ways fail forward. I'll I'll, I'll just be blatant. You know, I, I like to I like to see a challenge and I like to figure it out. But oftentimes, it's just failing forward. And so, in this process, while having lots of results, you know, Shane, the the person I mentioned to you, and the reason I got so excited about this market is that he was one of my early success stories, and I helped him go from two hundred thousand dollars of um, target premium and life insurance to over two and a half million. So that, you know, really got my name on the radar with some pretty big companies. Um, but there's always a learning curve and LinkedIn's constantly changing. You know, the rules change. Um, fast forward to, I want to say maybe 2018. Um, and I met another gentleman. Um, again, I think this might be a, a common acquaintance and client of both of ours, Matt Zagula, who I believe that you've done some work with. I do know um, Matt, yes. 
Yep. And, and Matt, you know, he's an author, very successful guy. He had put out a book called um, Smart Retirement and his, his whole business model was working with advisors and they would essentially buy copies of his book and use his book as the authority piece to leverage to build their businesses. And so that was my first introduction to using books as a business building tool for advisors. And so for two, three years, I worked pretty closely with him. And essentially, we just turned his book into a whole marketing campaign on LinkedIn, but we really tapped into his book. And that taught me a lot about marrying up LinkedIn with books. In that process, I found somewhat, you know, again, being that innovative thinker and always saying, okay, what's working well, and that was a step up from what I had been doing. But okay, where can we make this better? And we can get into that in more detail as we go forward. But that led me into launching my own um, small publishing company. And so since I want to say 2019, 2020, um, half of my business now, and the, really the first step in working with clients is we help them write and publish their own book because we want the authority to be with them, not somebody else. And then once we have that authority piece in place, it almost becomes a business in a box or a business in a book. And that informs everything that they do on LinkedIn, as well as really just their broader marketing and how they go to market. So that's a nice segue into what I want to talk about next. So we know that the, the focus of today is about how financial professionals can author, publish, use their book. But I know that the book publishing strategy is really part of a larger concept that you've labeled authority marketing. So what exactly is authority marketing and how can it play a role in helping advisors attract more ideal clients? Authority marketing is a concept that I love. And really another word for it, I would say, is influence. Mm-hmm. I would also maybe another synonym I might use for it, and you might you might chuckle at this is radical relevance. It's how do you <clears throat> differentiate yourself from the other hundreds of thousands of people that your ideal prospects see largely as a commodity? You know, I want a financial advisor. Hey, go online. You know, get some advice. You know, unfortunately, many professionals and specifically financial professionals, CPAs, advisors, insurance people. They're seen as commodities. And authority marketing is, to me, and in my own experience, has been the key concept that allows people to break out from the herd and really shine and get out of this, I have to chase you down and you know call you five, 10 times and beg you to refer your people to me, to really just flipping the script. We're now done right. And over time, the right people and the very selective group of people that you really want to work with are now coming to you and you're putting up barriers to them. I mean, it's quite remarkable. You know, it's like you go from chasing now to being the chased, so to speak. Um, and I, I learned, you know, just some of my influences, um, Dan Kennedy, who I'm sure you probably heard of, I've studied him a lot. So he's he's definitely impacted my thinking about authority marketing. Um, probably just a more on a practical level. I learned in the two or three years I worked closely with Matt Zagula. I learned a lot from him because he he demonstrated it very well. But in, in short, authority marketing, um, and by extension, a book, I think is the easiest, fastest way to package that in a tangible way or concrete way is the fastest way to differentiate yourself, attract your 
ideal clients and be able to raise your fees or get more referrals and just a ton of other benefits. Hmm. So you become an authority in a certain area. Um, I know that it's funny, compliance departments won't often, they won't usually let an advisor say, I'm an expert. <laughs> they can say, I have expertise. Uh, they may not let you say, I'm a specialist, but they'll let you say, I specialize in. Mm-mm. But doesn't that fit into the authority marketing? In other words, you have a, an area of expertise, you become a quote unquote authority uh, in, in a specific area. And so therefore you attract the types of people that you want to attract because of that expertise. It, it, it it's hundred percent. And I, and I, I chuckled while you were saying that, cause it's so true. It's like, you know, the idea behind a book is that when you write a book, you are commonly thought of as the expert. And yet because of compliance departments an advisor says, you know, writes a book about tax savings, but they can't say that they're an expert in tax savings. So it's, it's, it's kind of ludicrous. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you when when I when I wrote my first book, Unlimited Referrals, which I think now is available on eBay for about three bucks or something, um, is a, a, a gentleman, a colleague of mine, said to me, "says Look, Bill, even if you never publish the book, just the act of writing the book and getting your knowledge around a certain subject matter will make a huge difference for you." And and he was absolutely right. I mean, my confidence just soared in terms of what I taught just because I really got clear and organized around everything. Um, and of course, having the book itself makes a big difference too. So if, the if, full if title, can, yeah, go if, ahead. If, if, I, if I can, I'd love to add two two things there. So, so I totally agree. When I first wrote my first book, I, I started probably backwards. So before I even wrote the book, I came up with the cover and there's a great service called 99designs and I got it professionally created. And I just put the cover out in on, on Facebook at the time. And everyone's congratulating me. They're like, that's so cool. You're, you know, and I could see my my status rising in real time. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an important person now. This is great. The reality was that I hadn't even written the book yet. So it took me another six months or so to actually write the book. Um, but but you're 100% right. Um, in, in just my most recent book, which I know we're going to get into the short book formula, I've been you know helping people with this. And so it's kind of, you know, you think you have the knowledge, but when you have to sit there and think, okay, what is it that I really do and go beyond maybe the two or three bullet points that you talk with someone on a daily basis and go deeper than that and think about stories and the real impact. And then conversely, now I do, I mean, I do that with clients all the time. Um, I, I see almost invariably people come to me primarily and initially to help them write and publish their book. But during that process, they, it, I mean, it's, it's, they transform They're they're, they become that much clear in their thinking, they gain that much more confidence through the process. And by the time we publish it, they're a different person in many cases. And this is, you know, regardless if they start out, you know, with 20 years of experience, with 10 years of experience, if they're just starting out, it it really happens across the board. So to the book, uh, the full title uh, is the short book formula, a financial professional's guide to writing a book in six weeks to attract ideal clients. So I, I, let's unpack that just a little bit, little piece at a time. First, why a short book? What's the thinking behind short book? Yeah. So by short book, we aim at 12,000 words, roughly, give or mm-hmm. take two. The way that we publish it, it ends up being roughly 100 pages. And it's really from two points of view. What I find 
and, and I'd love to get your take on this because you've published multiple books. What we find most of our clients are first-time authors. And when they come into it, one of the biggest barriers they have is this is going to take six months, a year. You know, I, it's just too much. And we like to help them narrow their focus to this book is the first of what could be multiple books, but we'll start with the first book. And this book needs to be focused on a specific audience or target market. And ideally, it's really built around a specific core problem that they're facing and by extension naturally leads them to need your services. So the book is very much a business card in that sense. Um, conversely, what we want is people, their, their ideal readers, prospects, clients, et cetera, to not just get a copy of the book and say, oh, that's great. You know, you wrote a book. Congratulations. We actually, and this is a radical thought, we actually want them and expect them to read the book because when they take the time to read the book, it radically shifts and speeds up the whole sales process. And so in my case, whenever I'm speaking to a complete stranger that's found me on a webinar or LinkedIn or even referral, part of my sales process, and this is the same thing I teach my clients, is that before either call, the first call, which is typically 15 minutes, or definitely before the second call, which is oftentimes 60 minutes, you want them to read the book. And you want to set the expectation that they read the book. And if they say, I don't have time to read the book, then say, great, maybe we should hold off. And, you know, it, when you see authority marketing, it's not just like this buzzword that, yeah, you know, authority marketing, it's actually living it. It's saying, if you don't have the time to invest in my process, then I'm not going to spend my time trying to help you get to where that you've not shown you're committed to doing. And again, if the book was three hours or four hours or five hours or six hours, it wouldn't be a reasonable request to say, read this book before our next call. But when the book can be read or listened to, in roughly 60 to 90 minutes, it is a very reasonable request. And that's where you end up with a sales process that closes itself. Yeah, it, it's <clears throat> when I was writing my book, Radical Relevance, um, and you you like the radical word, which is cool. I, I know, I started, I started unconsciously repeating it, so yeah. <laughs> well, just be careful, because I actually have trademarked, and I have the circle R, Radical Relevance, so I just had to do a cease and desist to defend my mark with a, with a firm mm. in Atlanta, but that's another story again for another <laughs> time. So uh, people may be thinking 12,000 words, wow, actually, it's not that many. When I was writing Radical Relevance, I was up to about 80,000 words. And I said, no, no, no one's going to read that book. I need a, you know, I wanted to get it down under 40,000. Actually, it was tough to get it down. But what I ended up doing, just as an aside, is I created the Radical Relevance Toolkit. <laughs> and so all the material that I wanted to go in the book, but didn't put it in the book, because then <laughs> the book would do, be too big and people wouldn't <laughs> read it. I put into a toolkit that people can get. So when they get the book, now they register the book and get the rest of the material. So there's always ways to use that other material that you develop. Uh, and you're right, uh, could be one of many books. And I know you have some clients who've done that. So, all right, short book. And I know that some of our listeners are thinking, write a book in six weeks. That's the other part of your mm -hmm. uh, book title. Uh, they may be thinking, I hate writing, or I'm not a good writer, or I don't even know where to start. And six weeks, you got to be kidding me. So I know you're not kidding and you've done it with folks. So how in the heck can a financial professional write a book, a good book that's worth reading in only six weeks? Yeah, um, great question. Our, our process for our, our paid services is literally designed to do just that. 
we start with the assumption that our client has stories, knowledge, and experience that we can tap into. Mm -hmm. We build it around meeting on Zoom once a week for an hour. And we essentially work on two, during that Zoom call, we essentially work on two chapters at a time. A chapter is roughly 1500 words. So two chapters is 3000 words, but we don't expect our clients to write. We don't, you know, rarely do they say, Hey, I'm a great writer and I just want to write. Usually what happens is we say, what's the chapter about? Spend an hour or so reflecting on this, thinking about this and come prepared to our zoom call to talk to us about this with all the relevant examples. And we give them a lot of structure for that. So in between calls, they're spending roughly two hours during the week on their own. And then the Zoom call itself is roughly one hour. They don't have to write a thing. From Mm. that, we record it and we then write the first draft for them. So so we we, we take that off of their plate And, and all the information we're putting in, and this is where I think it's very different from you know, a lot of people that may have, you know, tried to hire a ghostwriter or, or done different things, but weren't happy with the quality of the results is that we do spend that six weeks. I mean, ultimately, we could do it in a shorter amount of time, but I find that it's better to do it over six weeks because it gives our clients more time to think about it and really go on what I call that author journey because all the ancillary benefits and the clarity that they get as a result. We then give them the book for them to review um, most times it's like 95%, you know, great. I mean, you know, we, we, we give instructions to edit. They can change anything that they want. And usually it's, there's like five words that are changed and <laughs> it's good. Um, and, and so what I love about this process is that um, until now, uh, we've just had great, great relationships um, and stories and results for clients taking them through this process. So we've covered two parts of the subtitle or the, the title, short book, six weeks. That's kind of the product. Now, uh, in a minute, I want to get to the results of having this product, which in your subtitle says to attract and win more new ideal clients. But first, I want to take just a very brief pause to listen to a word from our sponsor, PodRocketInfluenceAcademy.com, brought to you by Proudmouth. First, they make this podcast possible, and their core business is helping financial advisors accelerate their influence through marketing activities like podcasting. And I would say that probably fits into authority marketing as well. This podcast is sponsored by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. If you're like our clients, you want to spend more time educating people and less time selling. That's why we turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. We help you amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans who will chase you down instead. Visit proudmouth.com to learn more. I need to take about 45 seconds to let you know that our newest and even better than before Academy for Relationship Marketing is now online and waiting to help you move from incremental growth to exponential growth by multiplying your right fit clients. When you go to the katesacademy.com, you'll see four leading edge state-of-the-art courses. Course one will help you communicate your value more effectively. 
there are almost an infinite number of places where you communicate your value, your website, LinkedIn profile, emails, and conversation with prospects, clients, and centers of influence. This course provides a process and a couple of proven formulas for communicating your value more effectively than ever before. Course two provides you with a clear path to becoming super referable. Following this path will generate more unsolicited referrals and clients increasingly willing to provide great introductions. Course three shows you that it truly is possible to be proactive for referrals and introductions without being pushy, needy, or feeling like that creepy referral guy that nobody wants to look like. And course four is about securing that all-important connection, meaning an effective introduction to your new prospect. This is a part of the referral process that often breaks down for many advisors, but it doesn't have to be that way. Take the steps demonstrated in this course, and you'll get more effective connections, introductions to prospects who will then respond and schedule your appointment. And I would say having your own book, as we're talking about here today, can be part of that introduction process and probably should be. So then we'll get back to that to, in a second. Uh, gosh, there's so much more I could tell you about our academy, but I want to get back to the interview. So simply head over to thecatesacademy.com. That's thecatesacademy.com. And make sure to use the coupon code TCA200. That's TCA200 uh, to take $200 off of your investment. And when you go to thecatesacademy.com and questions come up, there's a form you can use to send me a message. And together, we'll figure out if the Cates Academy for Relationship Marketing is right for you. Now, back to my conversation with my featured guest, Paul McManus. Uh, Paul, as promised, let's delve into several specific situations, case studies, if you will, where advisors are using their books to create tangible results. I, I believe you've come prepared with about three specific examples, and I wouldn't mind chiming in with what I've seen and help advisors do as we go. Uh, where would you like to start? Yeah. So let's start with my, uh, case study number one, um, Mark Miller. Uh, Mark Mark Miller is a very successful advisor, easily can do a million plus, so he's definitely in that range. Interestingly, he's the president and CEO of Hilton Tax and Wealth Advisors, and that's the same Hilton that whose, whose, whose hotels we've stayed at. A very successful guy. And he was introduced to me about three years ago or so, and we're talking about his LinkedIn at the time. And what I suggested to him that really one of the reasons that LinkedIn is broken for so many people is that they don't have the right collateral, the right marketing collateral to one, attract the right people and B, once they're attracted to be able to successfully and in a time, in a time succinct way, move the person from interest to new client. So we started by writing his book and I have a copy of it here, if I can pull it up. So his book is, if you can see it, the tax-free business owner, how business owners can use the tax code to legally pay zero taxes. And of course, as, as, as you can see, and the audience can, can guess from this, we're targeting business owners specifically, and we're making a very bold promise or a bold claim, how to pay zero in taxes, which I know as myself as a business owner, immediately it's okay, you know, I, I need to know what's in this book. So we wrote the book um, two, three years ago, and since then, we've been um, managing his LinkedIn program for himself. We have we have him, we have his wife, um, we have another account that we manage, but it's all geared towards tapping into LinkedIn, 
specifically targeting business owners that are paying a minimum of $20,000 a year in taxes. So we do have a qualification there. And it's it's a completely done for you service where, you know, the first time that he's really aware of what's going on is when the person shows up and schedules on his on his calendar. I and mean, he's been using us for about two to three years now for that. Um, hmm. What I love about a couple of things, I'd love to get your take on this, Bill. Originally, I was a little bit hesitant to say, let's go after business owners on LinkedIn because what is a business, you know, if you're in your local community, it's okay, business owners, I get it. But if you're online in a big community, I mean, the business owner from, you know, the the the, the large enterprise to the solopreneur, I mean, that's quite a difference, different industries and whatnot. So prior to him, I was a little bit hesitant to have people go after business owners. And I usually said, attach it to a vertical. So business owners in healthcare, et cetera. But because of the bold promise, he's been extremely successful attracting people from a wide variety of industries and, you know, all who share that common pain point of paying 20,000 uh, plus in taxes. And so um, his process is he gets the first call, which is 15 minutes or 20 minutes. He essentially, you know, confirms, qualifies. And then if it's a good fit, he moves them to the next call, which is roughly an hour. And from his own, you know, this is anecdotal. I've not verified these results, but what he's told me in video testimonial that we've done together is that he closes 80% of them. Um, in that next call. And to me, I've worked with enough advisors over the years to know that one of the biggest pain points that advisors have when they get into these different lead programs is that they get leads, they might get appointments, but the close rate, especially online, can dip quite significantly. And so to me, he's just, you know, I would say a poster boy of success when it comes to really being specific about who he wants to track, successfully attracting them, and then most importantly, being able to convert them in a very time-efficient way. Uh, before I move on to the next one, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, it makes total sense, first of all, that he's got a book that's that's clear, pretty clear in the market. You're right. The narrower, the better, generally speaking. So a business owners in a vertical market could make a lot of sense. Sometimes it depends on the geography of where you are. Some, If someone's in a smaller town, maybe there's not enough businesses in a particular uh, type of market. So you have to be a little more generic. I'm not going to say there's one better way than the other. The best way is the way that's working. <laughs> and <laughs> yep. so, yeah, he's his expertise, his authority is in this paying less to no tax. And it attracts the right people. And he's converting them clearly at a very high percentage. That's a remarkable percentage. And uh, so, yeah, I have nothing to say that it, it's perfect uh, other than it's perfect. And, and, he'll, and he'll, he'll say a couple of things. Um, one is that that magic happens when they read the book. There you go. Right. When they read the book. And that's why um, as part of the process, we send them a physical copy of the book when they schedule we, we don't necessarily expect that they've read it then, but they have it in the mail. And then as part of the process to scheduling the next call, he does set the expectation that you need to read the book. And that's why, you know, a short book, hour or so is a reasonable request. And I find it interesting because, you know, I've worked with enough advisors as obviously you have. And, you know, I think there's like some limited thinking in terms of, oh, you know, these affluent people, I mean, I can't, I can't ask them to do anything. I can't give them homework. It's like, you know, when you embrace authority marketing, you better be giving homework. You better be setting the expectation. You better be laying out the sales process saying, this is how we work. And this is what we do next. I, I heard you on another podcast talking about referrals and it's, 
it's not so much, you know, who's good for, for me or that self-interested way, but this is our process and which, who really fits our process. And that's what people really want is they want guidance. They want to know that they're in good hands. They want confidence. And so when you can say, okay, our next step is for you to read the book so that when you come next time, you're going to be, you know, educated so we can have a high level conversation about how we can really help you. Just magical. My uh, own advisor, before people come into his office, he gives them a pretty robust uh, survey uh, fact finder, if you will, that they do online uh, or they do before they come in. He says the people that do the work by the time they sit down with him for the first time, 90% of those folks become clients. It's almost a done deal. The folks who don't do that work before they come into his office, it's about 50, 50, whether they're going to work with him or not. So it's a, it's a qualifier and it's a little bit of a hurdle they have to jump through, but if you're at the place in your business where you really just want to attract the right people and it's okay if you don't attract the right people, uh, the wrong people, I should say, then, uh, then, then it's perfect. If you're brand new in the business, you know, you'll be a little bit more flexible probably. So let's go into case study number two. Uh, this is a gentleman, his name is Alex Sonkin. I've been working with him for, I want to say the past five years. And again, this was started before, I was helping people publish books. And so we started on LinkedIn and he has a really interesting business model. He's, he's, he's one of the most successful people that do it. His model is to work exclusively with CPAs. And by extension, the CPAs have the affluent business owner clients. Mm -hmm. And so he, he's been doing this for a couple of decades now. He's perfected the system. Um, he's, you know, for anyone that's, um, looking at virtual family offices, probably you might have heard his name because he's one of the few companies that do this really well. And so when we started, we, we, we started with LinkedIn as I did at that time with all my clients. And we built up a really nice community of CPAs for him that we continue to build. And he has, I want to say over 10,000 CPAs that he's connected to. I've helped him over this past five years, every year we do a summit and so we've had 500 to 1,000 CPAs attend these summits. They're educational in nature. The most interesting thing that I find from him and I've learned and just really juxtaposed what I see and hear from other advisors is that a lot of advisors would love to work with CPAs because of the reasons that we can, without even articulating, we can imagine, except most of them are challenged in doing so because CPAs, you know, how do you get their attention? How do you get them to trust you? How do you get them to refer their best clients to you? You know, just a whole host of issues. So in Alex's case, what, I'm, what I so admire about what he's done is that he's flipped that script. And not only does he attract the CPAs through multiple mediums, the book being one as a filtration device, but by the time, you know, before they even get a chance to talk to him, they typically have to sign up and pay for his membership site. So he charges $200 a month to become part of his community. And that's not really meant to be a, you know, a, a cost or a, a profit center. It's just really meant to be a filtration system so that only the right CPAs who are really committed and interested and qualified come through that. And it's only then that he then, whether it's him or his team, engages with the CPAs. Um, and so the book has just become a great part of it. You know, he's already doing webinars and different things. But what's interesting, you know, same thing with Mark, even though he's part of this Hilton Tax and Wealth and he has this great name and great brand. Guess what? He leads with his book. Um, same thing for Alex. You know, I, I noticed when he does the webinar and he has, you know, hundreds of CPAs listening, you know how he introduces himself. 
I'm the author of this book. And so the, so the, so the book just raises that authority and also gives people something that they can take away and consume and really convince themselves that this is the right opportunity for them. Mm, interesting. I'm, I'm the author of that's, that's the way he starts and that it creates that authority and uh, doesn't say I'm a financial advisor. I'm a financial planner. I'm the author of, so that's, that's the, that distinction, I guess, that when you, take that position of authority and then you have some something to back it up like a book, like a podcast, et cetera, then you can actually say that. Uh, so what, what's the third example? Two great ones. So what's the third one? Third one, a gentleman named Michael Budnick, and I've been working with him for over a year now. And when we started, he had, he had actually written a book and he was looking for ways to market it. Um, but it was, it was too broad and too general. So it was kind of aimed at everybody. And so we, essentially redid his book. Um, and we've helped him with a couple of books, but uh, the one that I'll, I'll I'll talk about now is that in that process, we discovered that he's a very, I want to call it heart-centered person. Um, his influences are people like Louise Hay, who's, you know, very about, um, I don't know how to describe it, just spiritual, um, personal self-development and growth. And so really we wanted to include not just the advisory side and the, you know, the, you know, the holistic side of that, the AUM, the annuities and the life insurance, but we really wanted to really show people who he is as a person and the market that most clearly lines up with that. And so we decided that that would be nurses um, who he really relates to. And so the book that we wrote for, that we helped him write, is called the, the Prosperous Nurse. And this is your roadmap to wealth, health, and happiness. And what I love about this approach is that, again, in attracting your ideal clients, it's not just from an income and assets point of view, although that's important and relevant. It's really the kind of people that you want to work with because, you know, these are relationships. And, you know, if, as you're doing your best work and attracting the right people, guess what? They start referring. They start talking about. They start introducing. They're excited about the work that you do. Um, so this has been one of the books that we've done. And now we're moving on. And this is where another reason for the short books is that if you if you um, make it focused and relatively narrow, now suddenly you have ideas for additional books for additional specific targets. And so right now we're working on another book. Um, we don't have a title yet, but this is very specifically geared towards um, business owners, um, hospital administrators, um, really decision makers at organizations in the healthcare industry more broadly. Um, and in this book, we're really trying to throw target date funds under the bus and come at it with that's bad. And what you really want and need is active money management. But but the book is specifically geared towards those decision makers about their own personal finances. And by extent, once we can get them, now they have a whole organization that can benefit from the same ideas. And so with both the nurses, as well as this new book, we've carved out, I want to say broadly, the healthcare industry, but there's multiple points that were, you know, lead-ins for it. Yeah. And that's what can happen with a target market is uh, people often ask me, can you, should you have more, can you have more than one target market? And the answer is yes, you can. Usually you want to get a good grip and get your, you know, one solid before you work on another one. But if it's related to the first one, it's a little easier, isn't it? So if it was it nurses and then doctors or nurses and hospital administrators, uh, they're, they're related. They know each other. You're not, starting a whole new business. No. Um, now, I know that there's a little a bit of an interesting story around the title of the prosperous nurse hmm. that uh, I want you to tell folks, because this is important to the, the title is important and the title will 
make the difference as to whether people pick the book up, whether people read it, whether they resonate with it. Uh, so if you could tell that real quick, and then we'll kind of wrap this up with a few things. Yeah. So one of the strategies that I encourage people to do as part of the book writing process is to do something called insights interviews. Um, so, you know, people, especially if you've worked with people in a specific industry, you know, you tend to get to a degree their language and those things of affinity, but an insights interview is really to see if you can go deeper in terms of your understanding, as well as to confirm some of your assumptions. So as we were starting to write this book, one of the titles that we came up with as an idea was Smart Nurses Smart Nurses Finish Rich. And we thought that was a pretty clever title. It's like, yeah, we know we're, you know, we're, we're, we're it's the dream, come rich, hey. Um, and then he conducted, I want to say at least three, I mean, a great student, and he conducted, I want to say three insights interviews. And I even listened to these and I didn't hear one of them talk about getting rich because the insights interview is all about, you know, just asking questions and finding out what's in their head, their pain points, their concerns, their desires, things of that nature. Not one of them talked about getting rich. It was all about peace, stability, you know, family, all these, you know, things. And so immediately that was like, ah, this is the wrong title. You know, this is not what that audience is looking for. I mean, we're not opposed to, you know, no one's opposed to becoming rich, right? But it's not, it's not what's going to appeal to them. And the response that we've had since um, we've launched this book and we now have a whole um, monthly event built around it on LinkedIn. I mean, we're tracking three, 400 nurses a month on LinkedIn into an event that's of similar nature. Um, but it's really understanding your audience and being willing to go a level deeper to confirm that you truly understand your audience because the the payoff on that is huge. That's great. Um, the prosperous nurse. I have two more questions, pretty quick questions uh, for you. One is uh, before we go any further, uh, how, how can our listeners learn more about you or how do they contact you? What's the best way for them to get into your world? Yep. Uh, easiest way is to go to moreclientsmorefun.com. And then that will redirect you to my main site, which is the shortbookformula.com. But easy way to remember, moreclientsmorefun.com. And I'm also active on LinkedIn. Just make sure you use the middle initial, or if you Google me, make sure you use the middle initial G. Because if you take out the G, I suddenly come across as an axe murderer out of Ireland. But you stick the G in, and I'm a reasonably nice guy and, you know, reasonably respect <laughs> respectable. <laughs> An axe murderer in Ireland. Well, there's a, a specific target. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so uh, I guess my last question is, you know, what's important for financial professionals to consider when deciding to get help uh, to create an expert status book like this? I would say the sooner the better. And I say that for a few reasons. Number one is that it'll transform your whole practice and your whole business. I've been a student of marketing since I wanna say 2014. And I've looked at all the different ways that people do marketing, primarily for myself. And the best investment of time, energy, resources that I've ever made was in my first book. Um, and it's transformative to everything else. And what I love about a book is the the value is inherent and it's long lasting. So as, as contrast, you, you do a Facebook campaign and you spent $2,000 and suddenly it's, did I make money? Did I lose money? That's pretty much the assessment. A book can be um, used in all of your business, marketing, sales, referrals, and 
everything. And so you can oftentimes just by publishing the book and sharing it with your existing client base, make the investment back immediately. And then some, if you simply use it as a tool and then you say, okay, how can I further this? How can I tap into LinkedIn? How can I tap into other opportunities? Yeah, and I think it's important for people to get that this is not a book you're selling online through Amazon. You could, and you'll make a little money, but you really make money by having the book. You make money by being the author of the book. There are some books that you can just sell, you know, some people sell millions of books and they make the money that way. This is a little different model. This is you have the book and you make money because of it because your clients give it to others, your centers of influence give it out to others and say, read this. And I'll, then I'll hook you up with this guy, right? Or this gal. So, add Paul, one, yeah, please. I add one, one thing there? Yeah, yeah. so, so in, in terms of publishing, you know, we recommend just, you know, we help our clients publish to Amazon just because, you know, that really is the default printer. And to your point, our pricing model is just to price it at the minimum that Amazon allows, which tends to be about $3.50. But the reason for that is that twofold. One, you can literally print a book on demand. So you don't have to buy hundreds of copies of books. You can print on demand. And if you have a Prime account, which most people do, you can literally send it for free in two to four days. And so imagine $3.50 and whether it's a referral or your you know, prospect, whomever, you can get your book into their hands and put that as part of the whole sales process, which completely transforms everything that you do, frees up time and all those good yeah. things. There's another reason for a, a shorter book. It costs less to print. And so your your purchase price is going to be low. So it's easy to give it away. It, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, anyone that shows interest, I'm sending you a book. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Paul McManus, book publishing coach to many advisors. Thanks for being a featured guest on Top Advisor Podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You bet. Uh, to you, the listener of this podcast, may I ask you a small favor. If you like this episode or like the podcast in general, please leave a five-star review on the platform you're listening to the show. Not all the platforms have a place for reviews, but if yours does, I'd be grateful. Thank you. If you haven't already, head over to referralcoach.com forward slash resources to sign up for our weekly tips and access a ton of free guides, scripts, et cetera. And do yourself a favor and check out thecatesacademy.com. I'm committed to making sure you produce great results through our proven processes. And don't forget to use the coupon code TCA200. What do you think that stands for? The Cates Academy. TCA200 to save $200 off your investment in membership of the Cates Academy. This is Bill Cates reminding you that ideas do not make you more successful. Only acting on those ideas will bring you the success that you desire. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you for listening to the Top Advisor Podcast. Brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I encourage you to visit my website, referralcoach.com, for links to my books, online courses, and to register for the Cates Academy.